Hi and welcome back to the channel today. Now firstly I just wanted to say thank you to those of you who took up the opportunity yesterday and purchased my new finance macro stock market course. I hope you get a lot of value from it. In fact, I'm sure you will. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about the course in this video later on. But firstly, I wanted to get started with talking about what happened yesterday. And this was, of course, the CPI numbers that came in for the USA. So the CPI stands for Consumer Price Index, otherwise known as inflation. Now, you'll know what my forecasts are on the inflation. I haven't really changed that in a very long time now. And if you remember those videos where it, it's sort of become a running joke now, where CNBC or other people might have these experts, you know, there's a panel of six or eight experts on, and they're all giving their forecasts for inflation and what's going to happen. And I'm sat there going, these people are nuts. They've been wrong for a year straight, and they're still being asked what they think is going to happen to inflation and they're the expert panel. And we've even got some people that have gone way off the far end and they are forecasting deflation by the end of this year, early next year. Let me just say first off the bat, there is no possible way on earth that we can be in deflation by the end of this year. It is physically, mathematically, whatever you want to say, impossible to get there. Now, as these people are experts, I'm assuming they know the difference between inflation, deflation and disinflation. Maybe they've slipped on their words and they meant disinflation. But either way, just because we've had a couple of months where fuel prices have come down in the UK, we've had some other prices that have come down in the USA, it doesn't mean we're now going into a deflationary cycle. And I still stand by my 2020 forecast that by 2023, we're most likely to see something that hasn't occurred since the 1970s. So you're talking 50 years ago, and that is a period of stagflation. And what makes stagflation quite unique is that it exists with a very unique set of uh, variables, but there's three main ones, and that is very low GDP output, so GDP crashing, high levels of unemployment, but the key thing here is high levels of inflation as well. Now, you might say, Neil, that's quite a bold thing to say since we're now going into a period of disinflation, uh, which is the general consensus. But I think there's some other things coming down the pipeline which might affect that. As I've said many times, the only reason we're not seeing runaway inflation just going up like a rocket at the moment, although a lot of countries are, and some people are now, uh, some countries are now in a period of hyperinflation, even though that they don't like to admit it. The reason that in the West we're not seeing it going up like uh, a rocket is because there has been some stabilization in fuel prices and some other prices across the, the board. But things like creating the Inflation Reduction Act and other things like that, these are not going to reduce inflation. They're actually going to do the opposite. And I know this is a very contrarian view because the only way that you bring down inflation is to, and you've got to bear in mind, there's three things that really affect, and I'm talking about the broad inflation here, I'm not talking about all the sort of niche or niche areas of inflation. So what you've got is you've got the economy as a whole, you've got then got the uh, central bank policy. So this is your monetary policy. And then you've got fiscal policy, which is the government. So what we're seeing at the moment, especially in the USA, is the government is creating more currency. 
So they are, and you've seen all these policies that have been coming out in the last couple of weeks. Oh, we're going to pay off student loan debt. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. These things will not bring down inflation. Now, it might take 18 months for this inflation to hit, but what they will do is they will increase inflation because inflation is an expansion of the currency supply. So that is what we're seeing at the moment. Now, I know a lot of you are not in my private community, so you don't see me talk about this sort of stuff regularly where I go into detail on finance and macro and the stock market and, and all the other markets that I talk about and forecast. But I have been very accurate with all of those forecasts and any Patreon members that are watching, I'm sure will leave a comment to back that up. They have been incredibly accurate and beat most of the top forecasters. Now, how have I done that? Well, there's a couple of ways. Number one is looking at economic history. I've looked at economic history. I've studied it. And then I've looked and merged in these monetary, so central bank policies and fiscal policy by the government. And when you bring these in combined with the economy as a whole, which is a whole nother bag I'm not going to get into because it's extremely complex. You've got hundreds, if not thousands of variables there. But when you bring it all in together and you look at it from a macro, a very big picture, it sort of gives you a clue of where the markets are going. So I've been saying since late last year in 2021 that the stock market would come down in 2022. Now, why would I say that and how has that been accurate? And I'll go on to some of these other forecasts in a moment. Well, very simply, markets now expand as a result of currency creation. So that's very loose monetary policy It's when you drop interest rates and you do high levels of quantitative easing, which you'll know as QE. When you do these two things together and you have very low levels of unemployment, it creates an expansion. And that's why you see asset prices going up. So when I saw yesterday the absolute bloodbath in the stock market, and let me just show you that on screen here. So here we go then. This was the market yesterday. And we haven't seen a crash like this since probably just off the top of my head. It would be that sort of March period of 2020. Amazon here down 7% in a single day. Microsoft 5.5%. Apple 5.87%. Google 5.86%. NVIDIA, which I think shocked a lot of people, down 9.5%. AMD down 9%. Now, why was I not shocked by the market's reaction yesterday? Well, because it's about time the market has started to react in accordance with the reality of this situation. And that is when interest rates go up, debt becomes more expensive and companies struggle. Now, you've also got the inflation as well. So we've got a double whammy at the moment that's affecting equities, uh, assets in general. And I'll come on to the housing market as well, because I think the next Fed meeting is the 20th, 21st of September. And I think we're going to see. And again, you remember when I said, I think we're going to see 75 basis points rise. People thought I was nuts. And what do we see? We saw that rise and we've seen that several times now. I think we're going to see another 75 basis points on the 20th, 21st of September meeting. Now, in layman's terms, that means 0.75% increase. Now, if we're at two and a quarter percent now, that means we're going to go over 3%, which gets those mortgage rates closer to what I talked about, where we hit that plateau, that affordability cap. And that's where you're going to see a crisis in the housing market. And the problem with that is that the housing market is 15 to 20% of GDP in most Western nations. So you have a 
plateau before a, a crash in the housing market. And what does that do? Well, it destroys 15 to 20% of the GDP. Now, if we're already going into a recession with low GDP growth or output, this is going to be an absolute catastrophe for the economy. Now, I'm going to just talk about some of those forecasts that I made in early 2020. And Look, let me just say this. Some of you may not like me. You may not like what I say. You may not like my forecasts. And you, you know, for whatever reason, sometimes people say they're extreme or they're inappropriate or, or whatever else you might think. But the fact of the matter is, I don't really care. I'm not doing this for, you know, my approval rating. I'm doing this to try and help you and protect you and protect your families from what's coming. Now, if you think back to that original 2020 forecast I made very early on, when I saw what was happening, I said a lot of stuff doesn't make sense. And I talked about some of the things that would happen. One of those, or the first thing, was mass migration from developing nations into Western nations. That was the first thing that actually did occur. And then I went into the forecast around the markets and how I saw those markets falling. And I'll come back to the economics in a moment. But I said, I, I believe it will go in this order. We'll see some sort of crisis uh, and then we'll see a tightening cycle. We'll see the crypto market come down, then the NASDAQ because of the heavy amount of tech stocks and growth stocks. Then I said we would see the S&P and the Dow later on. I didn't give it a timeline on this because I don't know, but we'll start to see this coming down heavily. And then finally, what we'll see is the housing market is the last peg to fall. Now, you'll notice that I updated that last part about the housing market because originally I thought the housing market would just collapse in 2020 when the unemployment spiked. But what was very clever, and, and you might not like that word, but what was very clever about central banks around the world was that rather than let the housing market collapse, which it was going to, they printed a ton of currency and they just pumped that into the economy, but it had a very adverse effect. So rather than the market falling probably about 40%, I think the housing market should have fallen, maybe 30%, what it did was it went up a lot instead. And now it's created this hyper bubble in the housing market. And again, a big amount of GDP. And it created this hyper bubble in the stock market now. And like all bubbles, they will pop. It is just mathematics. It is economics. It's inevitable that they will have to pop. So what my new course actually teaches you is how to prepare yourself for this. Because I've already taught you the other things. And that was energy. So in 2021, I warned you about energy for 2022, said to prepare for that, you know, get a wood burning fireplace, get whatever you, you can get for based on where you live, stock up your wood pile if you need to, you know, whatever you needed to do to prepare for this energy crisis. So most of you, I think, did that. You went out and prepared that. And then this year in 2022, since the start of the year, I've been warning you and preparing you for the food crisis, which I believe is coming in perhaps 2023, but definitely I think it's coming in 2024. I just don't see mathematically how we can't have a food crisis when so much of the crops have been destroyed, just decimated over the last year, year and a half. And now we're seeing this deliberate destruction of CO2 and methane and whatever you want to call it of the farming sector. Uh, when you combine these two together with flooding, with droughts, with everything going on, 
it is an absolute recipe for disaster. So I still think and believe very firmly that 2024 is not going to be a good year for food. And that's why I've been preparing you this year for food. And then the other thing that I talked about was the currency crisis. And that is how the Russian sanctions would backfire and the, the ruble here, yeah, you're gonna weaken it initially, but then it's gonna strengthen. And actually Gazprom announced record profits, like you wouldn't even believe, hundreds of billions in profits over the last six months. In fact, it may not be over the last six months, maybe it's the last year, but it is huge, huge, just record numbers of profits. And you look at the US dollar, the euro, the British pound versus the ruble, and they have weakened significantly against the ruble. So the ruble has strengthened. In fact, the BRICS nations are strengthening now at a rapid rate against the West. So these are all things I'm trying to warn you and, and prepare you for as we move forward. But I just wanted to take a moment now and, and sort of the big announcement, I guess, is that, and I touched upon it in yesterday's video, about a year and a half ago, when so many of you were commenting and messaging, about there just wasn't a good finance course on the market that taught macroeconomics, that taught the history, that taught financial cycles, and then went into the stock market and did detailed analysis and all of these things. I started then to create this course. So this has been an 18 month journey. And I'll be honest, trying to make a course whilst running all of this was almost impossible, which is another reason that that month that I took off, those five weeks, I just dedicated day and night to finishing this course now. And I really do think that this course is probably one of the best courses in the world on macro and stock market. I, I, I really do. I, I would really struggle to see how anyone could make a course to the detail and accuracy that I've gone into on this course with the forecasting as well. Now, I'm not saying that I am the best, most genius stock market guy in the world or anything. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. There are people that are far smarter than I am and who are far better stock market sort of analysts and investors than I am. There's just no doubt there at all. But I think what I do really well is that I'm able to take very complex things and break them down and create a very simple, straightforward and easy for anyone to learn uh, training courses. And that's what I do in the video. So if you like the, the videos and how I break it down, well, that's exactly what I've done in this stock market course. So I just want to go over to the shared screen a moment and show you the course then. And one other thing is that just to say thank you so much, because I really do appreciate you all so much. I'm actually going to be doing a ridiculously heavy discount on this course for those of you who are subscribers here on YouTube, just to say thank you for supporting me over the last two and a half years. So this is the course then, the Ultimate Macroeconomics and Stock Market course. It is 119 lectures spanning over 15 and a half hours. I mean, this is enormous. So I'm just going to show you there's 14 different chapters and modules. And I think one thing a lot of courses miss out is actually the setting yourself up for success. So I actually go over all the metrics of you looking at inflation and looking at how much you earn and then using a lot of compound interest calculators and, and how many years of earnings you have left. You know, really going through this to plan everything and that way you can look at how you would like to invest. Economic history and the market cycles then, really going through all of this and looking at 
all of the different market cycles and what they have done to affect investments and the markets going forward. Then we go into the macroeconomics and using cycles for forecasting. And I'll put the link in the description below so that you can actually go onto this page. I've even done as much as breaking down the historical returns of stocks versus bonds. I'm teaching you what all the different markets are. I'm teaching you terminology so you don't make any big mistakes and don't get caught out. Uh, so you'll understand all about terminology. I talk about risk and how to actually calculate risk or the different ratios that you're going to need. I teach you how to read a balance sheet and a cash flow statement and an income statement so that you can easily understand the value of a company and you don't get bamboozled by a broker. And this is probably my favorite chapter, chapter 10, how to use a stocks screener. So it actually teaches you how to find really, really good stocks that you're looking for in a very simple way, broken down by industry. You can break it down by dividend. You can break it down by pretty much anything you want. We then go into chapter 11, analyzing individual stocks and companies. And then we go through all the different ratios from the price per earnings, so the PE ratio, the PEG ratio, PB, PC. Uh, we, we pretty much go through every single abbreviation and ratio and whatever else you want to say. And then we do some analysis. So I looked at a couple of energy companies, looked at, uh, ironically, here we go, NVIDIA. So you'll see what I said about that when we do this. And I've had a lot of messages just over the last day, actually from people who are already saying they're getting a lot of value out of the course. Uh, Warren Buffett value investing system as well. So I go into that and teach about intrinsic value, how Warren Buffett invests. I'm teaching you all of his lessons, showing you his portfolio and his breakdown. Then dividend investing. So I know some of you will be focused on dividend investing and you really want to focus on that. And then how to buy and sell stocks yourself without a broker and teaching you different accounts as well. So some of these different brokerages, um, how to use them. Doesn't matter if you're in Europe, I'll teach you about a brokerage there that you can buy yourself. You don't need a broker. Um, right through to the USA, through to the UK as well. And I think I even mentioned one in Australia. So it's really simple to get started then. You just click on this button here, let's do this. And then you're gonna land on this page here then. And it's really simple and it will show you this is not the price you're paying. It will give you, so make sure you put this code in. It says YouTube and it will take off $905 and it will show today, bill today, US dollars, $295 plus tax. So I don't know what that's going to be for you, but that's really it. Now, a couple of people who are in the USA have said that they didn't really like their credit card or they couldn't pass the 3D verification or something like that, but it definitely works with a debit card. I know Americans don't like using a debit card because you don't get your points or whatever, but um, if your credit card, if you try a couple of them, it just doesn't work, a debit card will work. So I think that pretty much covers everything that I wanted to talk about today. I am really excited about the launch of the course. I hope you're excited about it as well. And I'm going to leave the link to it below in the description. I'll also put it in a pinned comment so you can easily click through and just check it out, see what you think of the course. And if you think it's right for you and your family, then definitely register and get started. In the long term, it is going to save you a fortune on brokers and everything else. And you'll see what I have to say about all that side of things as well. 
So thanks so much for being a subscriber here. Thanks so much for watching today. I really appreciate it. Take care. God bless. I'll see you soon.